As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow. <laughs> 20 whole episodes and we end it with feelings. Yeah. Nothing more than Um yeah, 20 whole episodes. We made it. We did it. Amanda, so now what? Yeah. Tell them what they have to look forward to in season 2. Nah, more bullshit. <laughs> I was about to say the same old shit. <laughs> Same old shit, just a different package. We about to change the logo on that ass. Um. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to um, we're gonna take a break. We're going to take a week, and we're, we have some stuff that we've got to get together for creating the second episode, so the logo's going to change. So Larry and Balky, are, they are with season one, and they're getting put into the vault. Okay, so... You are getting, today is, if you're listening to this, today is October 2nd. Yep. We are taking off October 5th through 9 to prepare the um, second season launch. We will be back. Yep. With a live on the 12th. Mm Mm-hmm. And you will get the first new episode of season two on October 16th. Yeah, so we have a new logo coming. We're going to refresh the website. Um, what else? Oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be kind of doing like a little uh, what do I say like look back at season one. Yep, so October 5th through 9th. Stick by the Instagram because there will be um, recaps and stuff. So you can engage with us on all the stuff you already heard. And if you're really sad, right, tell your friends, tell your mom, everybody's phone that you come in contact with, please just, just go in and hit that subscribe. Let it be a surprise. 
It could yep. just be like your little gift to them. But if you're if you're missing us in the meantime, that whole week of the fifth, you're just like, dang, I wish I had an episode. You can always jump on our Patreon and you can consume uh, never before heard episodes there. You can consume Monday Night Lives. So we don't have to be um, too far away. But uh, we'll talk about it on the 12th in that live, and then we'll have something fresh for you on the 16th. Yeah. There's definitely, I don't, I'm sure you guys have this in your, you know, school, but there's definitely these circles of moms that are like the cool moms. That sounds so stupid coming out of my mouth, but like, you know who they are. They, they no, are. And that's how it, it, nothing changes from high school. No, literally nothing. It's, it, it's the same, except now we have bills. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so true. And then. And then what's weird is that trickles down to their daughters. Yes, it does. I showed up. Oh, my God. I was mortified. And this is so ridiculous. But like I was um, volunteering for Bennett's Halloween party. And uh, I thought it would be funny to come in my costume because we we love getting dressed for Halloween. And so I show up dressed as Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers and I am the only parent in the Halloween party that is in a costume <laughs> in wa- in walks this mother who is like beautiful. She's got this beautiful long mane of like, you know, beach waved hair. And she's got this like expensive looking ivory, like athleisure outfit on. And she's just like, you know, dressed to the nines and looks gorgeous. And then there's like a couple dads and then there's me. Over in the corner in a gray t-shirt, a black skirt, a black wig, and black nerd glasses is Tina Belcher thinking that like my kid's going to be like, oh my God, my mom's in a costume. But inside, I was so self-conscious because I was like, oh my God, all these parents are like probably totally thinking that I'm the biggest idiot in the world and why did I come dressed like this and I shouldn't have worn this. I should have just come in my regular clothes. And ugh. But was your kid so happy? He didn't recognize me. It was so funny. <laughs> I, well, actually, I wanted to talk to you. What are you going to do about Halloween? Because I know you're a big Halloween person. I don't know. I'm so sad. I'm so I keep like checking the news to see. And I feel and I was just saying today, like, I feel like if they're going to allow kids to play youth sports and, you know, be all up on each other without masks, then surely we can participate in Halloween. And my kids are even still like talking about their costumes because it's a very big thing in my house. It always has been. I mean, when Quinn and Bennett were babies, I handmade costumes for a lot of years. And then once Lennox came along, I was like, I just don't have the energy to hand make them anymore. But we definitely had family costumes and I put a lot of thought into them. And the thought of like not getting dressed up and going out to do that this year is, uh, it makes me really sad <laughs> because I know that I'm running out of time. <clears throat> well, you're going to have to figure it out. Because your kids have an expectation of a special day. Yeah, I know. I know. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. And they literally, they talk about their costumes like six months before Halloween. They're already talking about what they're going to be. 
So are y'all going to do a family costume? Well, I'm getting to the point where they're like starting to have opinions. So Quinn is definitely the last, I want to say last two Halloweens, like after X-Files, she got opinions on what she wanted to be. So I had to let go after that because, you know, I don't want to be like a total cunt and be like, no, you have to do this family costume. <laughs> like she's getting to that point where she wants to be cool. Do you remember like when you didn't want to wear the nerdy baby costume that your mom wanted you to wear and you wanted to be cool like your friends? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> we didn't have Halloween like that. <laughs> Shorty and Mercy gave us a pillowcase and was like, and 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 don't be out late ripping and running with your. Da-. There was no costume. Oh, okay. Well, was, they gave us a pillowcase, a, and not even a matching cool pillowcase, not a Halloween pillowcase, just any like a floral, a moffy chrysil <laughs> painted brushstrokes, like the pillowcase from the bed. Oh no! And don't come back here too late with your dumb ass. So. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, (laughs) she has opinions and she wants to look a certain way. So she's gotten to choose her own thing. The boys are still cool. Last year, I couldn't get anybody to agree. And so I just kind of like pouted and was like, just fucking do whatever you want. I really don't care. I'll buy whatever you guys want. But this year, I mean, I like I've suggested like Teen Titans go. I really love it when when we can have like five like okay like scooby-doo scooby-doo would be a perfect one because we have the exact right number of people the incredibles perfect because we have the exact right number of people and like the perfect family makeup so i really love it like my five gets really excited when i got the simpsons the simpsons would be another oh my god the boys would probably love that i i'm gonna have to propose that i've tried i've like suggested like things that have gotten shot down adventure time my kids love that cartoon. I would love if we would go as Adventure Time. They said no. I would love to go as Bob's Burgers. They've shot me down on that one. I would love to go as Super Mario Brothers. They've shot me down on that one. I would love to go as Scooby-Doo. Shot me down. I was pulling hard for the Ghostbusters. Shot me down. Like I even bought the patches in preparation for like making the jumpsuits. And they, they weren't game. So the last costumes I made, Lennox wanted to be Sonic the Hedgehog. So I made he and Bennett fleece like onesie suits, like those jammy suits. And um, they were Sonic and Knuckles. And then Chris dressed up as a palm tree and held gold rings for Halloween. And that oh was the. Oh my God. Yeah. It was really, it was really cute. Lennox was like. So, so like when you guys walk around the town, is everybody all excited to see the strong family? Oh my God. People, people get to, like the year that we were X-Files, like. You know, because our neighborhood is like E.T. on Halloween night. Like, there's so many people out. It's, like, so much fun. And they're like, oh, wow, yeah, the truth is out there. Like, they get they get very excited. Last year, Bennett's So you're cast- going to have to figure something out. I'm going to have to figure something out. I'm just – but I, but it's, like, at the same time, like, it's expensive. So I, like, I I was try- going to say, you're spending cash. Usually I can resell the costumes like I I have a really good history of being able to sell them then the next year like on Facebook but um like one year we were Batman and my I went as um Harley Quinn and my costume came from China and I was like this could go one of two ways but I think I paid like 20 bucks and it was amazing it was just spandex bodysuit it was so cool so like I I managed to find like really cool stuff and I usually try to spend like under 100 bucks and get creative with it but 
I don't know. If I can get everybody on board, I think Quinn said she wanted to be somebody from The Purge. She's never seen that fucking movie. I don't know why she wants to be somebody from The Purge. That movie scares me. Um, um, I feel so bad because um, Shalom came today and started talking about, well, you know, what, what, what am I going to do? She came while she was on a three-way call with her friends and she brought the phone with the three-way friends. Oh, are they talking about costumes? Yes. And I was like, I don't. And I didn't realize she was on the phone. Oh, no. And I was like, Halloween, that's what? It's coming up. I know, but ain't no Halloween. It's coronavirus. (laughs) What are you talking about? I think that there's ways that we could, I mean, I definitely think there's ways that it can be done. We just have to be creative. Do you, like, how do you, do you let your girls pick their costumes? Do you pick them out? Like, how does that work No, they pick their, they pick their costumes. We go, Justin takes them. They pick it. They wear that shit. Um, a, a past couple of Halloweens, you know, Shalom goes with, uh, Maria's daughter mm-hmm. in Maria's, um, daughter's neighborhood. So all the kids go there because my neighborhood doesn't have sidewalks and like light posts and shit. So like, there's no trick or treating in my neighborhood, which I love. Oh no, that makes me sad. I love it. Don't knock on my door. Don't come up my hill. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't come around here. Don't come around here. And I don't even have to put a sign that says no. Tr- Everybody knows this neighborhood don't got no goddamn candy. Don't walk around in here. And don't know. So it's perfect. We go to other people's neighborhood. Um, the neighborhood across the way is the one where everybody in this town trick-or-treats. And it's actually where the cool moms trick-or-treat. So uh, Jen and Claire and I one year because you know when the kids were little we went into you know the neighborhood where nobody goes and it was perfect and I loved it and then one year I don't know how we got convinced to go to the cool neighborhood and it was just very crowded and you know some of the girls had on half shirts and shit and it was just like I don't like that shit no I need children to be children yeah no and and I don't like when the moms are trying to be sexy like Mm -mm. what are you doing no, absolutely you know not. Yes. No, no, no sexy Catwoman costumes. Like, I want you to be like, it's, I, I don't know. I dress for my children and I dress because right. it's fun for me. I'm not trying to like turn on some gross dad. Yeah. One day I wore like a, a Louis Vuitton knockoff lace um, ears and Shalom was just so, mom, you're wearing a costume. It was a headband. And yeah. She was so excited. You're doing it. And I'm like, it's a whole headband. Uh, <laughs> um, I hate Halloween. Oh, no. But, but my kids want to do it. And so we have to do it. Ugh. Um, but Justin, I think Justin thinks that he's taking them this year and it's going to be a fight because he is not. But I think that, like, if you're concerned about people, like, touching your kid's candy, can't you just, like, let it quarantine in your garage for a few days and then take it out? I feel like I'm going to go to CVS on November 3rd. (laughs) And clean up. And buy the discounted candy and be like, here. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. I can't do that. That's mean. I, I Maybe they dress in hazmat around. suits. Maybe they, they no, dress No, Justin said up. there'll be little doctors. There'll be little doctors in a yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah. And technically, there'll be little doctors in a mask, and I'll be green, and I'll put a crown on, and I'm coronavirus, bitch. <laughs> um. I've got to send you, so Bennett's costume last year was Pikachu, and it was one of those that blow up. 
So you get fully inside and you're fully enclosed in this blow up costume. And then he has like a little window to look out. So maybe you could find them something like where they're inside and nothing can get to them. Um, I feel like corona, uh, coronavirus and Halloween don't really match. I, it's, it, how can you do social distance? How can you, and, 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 and everybody here is planning for it. Like it's a, like it's not, a, I canceled Halloween in February, so I don't. Oh, I think it can be done. Um, Justin's going to have to figure it out because I want no parts. I think one of the, the best ideas that I saw was to like take the treats and put them in like little individual baggies and you could like line your driveway with them or sometimes people have big bowls out and the kids can take them I mean we don't let our kids they can eat as we go sometimes but I mean I guess that if the kids understand like the only way that you can do it is if we like let the candy simmer for a few days or I don't know I just ugh, it's just like such I think too it like for us it's a kickoff because then Bennett's birthday is on the 27th. So it's like Bennett's birthday, Halloween, two weeks. It's Lennox's birthday, two weeks. It's my dad's birthday. Then it's Quinn's birthday. So that's just like the whole like that's the start of like birthday season. Yeah. Um, <coughs> no, you have to do something special for them because that's what they do and that's what they know. I think for me, Justin Beck's just going to have to figure it out because I really don't want anything to do with it. I'll take the pictures and, and, and but I'm not going to be walking around. That's, we're not doing that. I'm not. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no. 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 I love it. Because coronavirus is still real for me. Yeah. by your phone normally uh you know like, what are you a no. person that lives by your phone or you put your phone somewhere and then you i put whatever. yeah i put it somewhere and then i whatever like i get in trouble a lot for not responding to text messages i get in trouble for uh not answering calls like i'm that person oh who answers phone calls well like you know my mom calls me yeah, who answers their call? <laughs> <laughs> my mom my mom is so bad at the phone in general. And it's not just the iPhone. It's not just smartphone. It's the phone in general. Yeah. So even when the phone was a landline, my mom just, the technology is crazy. If my phone rings Mercy Howard, I'm like, oh, something is very wrong. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, who answers those phone calls? I also have a problem where I'll get it. Are you drinking wine? Yes, I am. Look at me. You never drink. I don't, but my girlfriend gave me this bottle of wine and I didn't want to be rude because I don't like red wine. And what? I know. But she gave me this bottle and Chris came home and he was like, holy shit, where'd this come from? This is a really nice bottle of wine. And I was like, oh, Jenna brought it today. This is the friend that gave me the razors as well. <laughs> so... He was like, this is really um, good. Jenna. I know. Shout out See, to I Jenna. Feel like, I feel like Jenna is um, razors and red wine. That's a, that's a, that's a Melissa Beck kind of person. <laughs> um, wait a second. You don't like red wine? No, but this is really, really good. We had it. So she was like, you have to have it 
with a really good meal. So Chris made his Saturday night dinner. So we popped it open and I took one sip and I was like, holy shit, this is really good. And then I had to text her this morning and be like, thank you for giving this to me. I didn't want to be rude, but I tried it anyways. And it's really good. And she's like, good, because I was really afraid that this friendship could not continue. Now, we've been at this for like six years now as friends. So I was like, really, you're going to wait like six years to decide if we could hang out? (laughs) Yeah, because listen, I'm not really a drinker either, but the friends that I do have that drink, I'm a red person and they're not red people, but there's always red available for just in case I want to drink. That's nice. Red is the red. Of course, red is the only way to go. And so if they want to drink, like Megan is a, is is a rosé person, so I'll I'll get the rosé. Yeah. Um, um, Claire is a red person. Jen Weinberg is a white person, um, and a white person. <laughs> I was um, just gonna say a, a, a white wine person, but also a white person. <laughs> my friend Maria will tolerate red. Yeah, she likes to put, but she got me putting an ice cube in it, which I don't know if that's that's um in wine world a good thing to do but i do like one ice cube and a glass of red now i don't know why i did it and lisa was absolutely horrified she's like what what's yeah. that what are you doing i think with, that is what? very like declasse however this one that she gave me is supposed to be chilled and chris was like I, you typically don't chill red wine and i was like i don't know this is she and her husband own this like really beautiful farm to table restaurant and so they have all kinds of fancy shit at their house. Like I, I left her house last week with like a dozen fresh eggs because they have chickens in their backyard. So I figure if she's going to like give this to me, it's probably, you know, it's good stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's so weird seeing you drink. What? I know. I'm like lounging. I mean, I don't really drink. I know. I don't really drink either, which is sad. <laughs> Why is it sad? There are people because we should all be drinking. It's 2020. Ah, I, <laughs> the I whole just, world should be wasted. <laughs> I, I hate the way that I feel. Like if I, it doesn't take much. Yeah, it doesn't take much to make me feel like really out of control. And I, that's the main reason why I don't enjoy drinking. But, you know, she said enjoy with a good meal. It apparently is good for like three to four days after you open it. And Bennett and Chris tonight made steak and potatoes and like a... Um, what was that stuff? A fennel like slaw, and so I was like, "Oh wait, we're having like another really nice meal. I should like enjoy this again." So here I am. Yeah, that's how you do. Red wine has to be with a steak and a potato. For me, yeah, I feel like it has to be that way. Like I, that's when I only really like it. Um, but yeah, you also can't mix red wine and weed. Oh, no. You know that, right? No, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, maybe you can, but I can't. Uh Uh-oh, what happens? I don't know. Something bad happens. uh. (laughs) Like, you can have, like, a, you know... Like what the what looks like in that tumbler there, that little sipping amount. Yeah. Like that right there, that little amount right there, that's a perfect amount to get me, like, you know, fuzzy and, okay, I'm going to do some things if it's time to do some things um but if I drink two of (laughs) those if I do that Uh twice two of those and then smoke Mm. oh no now I'm feeling weird in my body I'm starting to get nauseated so like you have to do a delicate balance and it's you I gotta pick one I gotta stay in one lane 
you know, I, you know what I did it last night and I was okay. So maybe I had the, like the right ratio. Yes. So if you had just that little amount, yeah. stick with that because I'm telling you, it's not a road you want to go down and vomiting red wine is oh. horrible. Oh, horrible. Yuck. There is exactly one photo that exists in the world of me hovering over a pool of red wine vomit. Ew. And I was like, why the fuck would you take that picture? And this was like back when you had to use a real camera. Oh, no. So I was like, what the fuck? This How wasn't get rid of this one? This wasn't the night in the club where you had your Bob Marley scarf, was it? No, that was a problem with mixing the things. See, and that's, that's, that's just it. I think that I my body is not meant to um, handle alcohol like that. Yeah. It's good that I have a healthy fear of it. Yeah. I like it, but it's like, eh, 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 I could take it or leave it. Same. Exactly the same. Yeah. Um, What'd you do today? The same shit. You, you know what? I, um, yesterday... And today, I holed up and did, like, a total of 18 hours of writing, which... What? I mean, that's what it... Sometimes I get in a zone, and really, the writing of it is... is, Who wants to talk to a writer, talk about how they write this? No, I do. Do you keep... about their process. Do you keep a journal? Like, what do you write about? Do you keep a journal? Is this all for your Patreon? Is this stuff, like, are you writing a novel? Like, what what for? Well, I'm I'm writing a bunch of different things at any given time, and I got to be in the mood to write the thing. So, there's a... Ugh. I'm one of those weird, tortured people that don't talk about it, because then I have to say I'm a writer. (laughs) <laughs> is this like asking a, people about their tattoos oh like how tattoo people don't want to talk about why and where they got their tattoos exactly probably this is like um i mean i've been writing for a really long time and people call me a writer but i don't call me a writer which is fucking weird anyway i wrote for 18 hours in the past two days which has put me in a really weird space because writing is like therapeutic but it's therapeutic because it's you talking to yourself about feelings that you know you had but you didn't know you could articulate until you got into that in front of that computer with with you know absolute quiet so like sometimes I get into a zone and Justin will be like oh fuck she's in her zone so he'll have to like yeah <gasps> wow do you let him ever read like- your stuff or no absolutely not just for you it's like i don't i don't ever hear any of his songs until they're songs yeah i'll hear the making of because i'm in the house but like when they're getting mixed down and all that stuff like Mm -hmm. i won't hear the final product until it's the final product and and it's ready for everybody so i get it when everybody else gets it so he doesn't ever ask you to like hey come listen to this what do you think should i try this he he doesn't want to like share the process or it's just he's head down Oh, when he's in music zone, um, he gets it all down and he gets a mix and then like he, he's a person that needs to hear it in the car. Mm-hmm. So we will go for rides and I'll hear it in the car. But by the time we get to that stage, it's mostly a song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 
it's probably what you're going to hear. Or it's the, I always think that the demo version before it becomes the real song. Mm -hmm. I like it. That's the part I'm attached to because I'll remember like, oh, that was that part he did when I was in the living room breastfeeding the baby on this day. Oh, shit, I remember that part. So I will hear the pieces, but not together. Yeah. Until they're, they're, they're the together part. Um, but with my writing and stuff, we I have before, like, read stuff to him or shown him stuff. Two creative people should not bounce each other ideas off each other. Because he's not a writer and I'm not a musician. So I'll listen to his music and I'll be like, this part is sick. I like this. That should go longer. I think that part sounds weird. What a weird transition. You should put that over here. And he's like, yeah, but you're not a mu- Why would I do that? You know how hard that would be to go from here to there? <laughs> and then, like, when I <laughs> and then when I read something to him, and he'll automatically be like, but that's not really how that happened. So if you were explaining it, like, it'd be like, you should do a flashback here and then go. I'd be like, but why would I do that? Because I'm telling the story this way. The, yeah. the perspective is this character, not that. And he'd be like, okay. I mean, but I would say, I'm like, I know, but are you a writer? Are you a writer? You're not a writer. So let's not do that. So we don't, we exist in our own little creative silos. Yeah. And then when the work is ready for the whole wide world is when the spouse can see it. Wow. I wonder if that's what it's like for other people, but. Yeah, that's curious. Huh. Yeah. What was I going to ask you? Oh. I don't know. Girl. What? This will be our 20th episode. <gasps> oh, yes, that's right. It, oh, my God. This will be... First of all, that's crazy. I remember... 20 episodes is a big deal. 20 episodes of. is a huge... I mean, do you remember when we were like, let's get to seven, let's get to nine? I mean... I remember... Let's get to seven was a very big deal. Let's get to... I thought we'd get to seven and you'd be like, I'm done. I was very prepared for that. Really? I was. How so? I don't know. I just felt like you'd be like, cool, we like, we hit, or like we would get to eight. And you'd be like, look, we surpassed, um, we surpassed where everybody quits. We're, this is, this has been cool, but I'm, I'm good. Well, Justin always asked me, you know, as an, as another, because, you know, we view this as another creative outlet for me. Yeah. And he's always happy when I find something creative to do because he's like you fucking need medication so you gotta do something creative um (laughs) (laughs) so he he's always like what are the because he's not a podcast person so he's like what are the you know what are the measurements what are the rules like what what happens you know because in every other industry there you know there are album cycles there are you know there's like very real like milestones yeah a new song comes out on tuesdays like there's a thing in other industries so with podcasting I don't know what the rules are. And th- the- and then every time I ask you and you we Google it, all of these rules seem very arbitrary and weird. There are there are zero rules. Like and the rules that we found, then we like later came to discover that like, oh no, that doesn't exist. Like that whole new and noteworthy shit. That I mean, we were like we were like ticking all of the boxes only to find out that that is all. That you can only be new and noteworthy if you are busy Phillips. an A-list celebrity. <laughs> it's some like, shit. Like not even not even my C-list, and I give myself a C. Go fuck yourself if you think I'm a D. <laughs> not even my <laughs> not even my C-list. Okay, I'm a D definitely because Instagram wouldn't even give me a blue check. Um, not even. <laughs> 
And they know who the fuck I am. Correct. Bitch. What are you talking about? All y'all motherfuckers. You know what it is? It's because you have to have an open account and you have to have a billion followers. And that's the problem with these algorithms. That's the problem with these, 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 these metrics is that, you know, what if you are fucking uh, Zoe Kravitz and you don't want to have an open Instagram account, but you're still Zoe Kravitz? Right. Shit. Anyway, um, the metrics are stupid and I actually wrote about part about that today is, is the, the, the danger of falling into liking likes yes that's like a very like black mirror episode right with uh what's her face um, did you see that that was a good ass episode that was a really good episode i with think the bryce dallas howard lady yes that was an amazing episode and very true and when remember when Kanye had another meltdown and he wanted to take make make Twitter and Instagram take likes away, yeah. whatever he wanted to do, and it was just like that shit is so inauthentic because your whole drive in life is to be the most famous person ever, and you married the most famous person ever, and now you want to sit up here and be appreciated for your art, mm-hmm. and you want to go backwards and be obscure. We've talked about this. You want to go backwards and be obscure and be be liked for all of this artistic integrity, integrity, but your whole existence is based on likes people knowing who you you want to say take and now you want to say take the likes away bitch yeah and i hate that shit and you know me i don't give i don't bitch this whole podcast would be private if it was up to me i know it Um. i know it would (laughs) i mean everybody i think can thank me for the fact that any of this shit is out i'm just kidding (laughs) well funny you say that i actually I spent 18 hours deconstructing and walking myself through what it means to continue doing a very public podcast and becoming accessible and dipping my toe back into the world of, oh, let's see what she's doing. I would like to see what she's doing. I would like to hear what she's saying. Mm -hmm. I like what she's saying. Like, like, like. And I don't like that shit. Yeah. But. I like the art of, and I like the brainstorming of, and I like the executing of ideas, and I like, you know, the conversation and whatever. All that's great. But then putting it out into the world, that part, I'd be like, ooh, I could take it, but I don't know what to do without that part. But nobody's creating <laughs> art for art's sake. Who's fucking creating art for art? No one. Who's doing that? Mm-mm. And it's a pandemic. We got to keep it real. Right. So um, that is what I wrote about. Interesting. I think... And the reason why it was very hard is because I I have a responsibility not only to myself. There's this lady named Amanda involved. So, it was a delicate place I had to be to write it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think think the thing that's kind of like driving my motivation at this point is... I like I I told you like the 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 two people that I celebrate with are my dad and Chris. And so today we hit a very big milestone on plays. Uh um we hit this in a day and a half that would normally take us 7 days and I screen grabbed it and sent it to my dad and I was like, "Holy shit, like I have a mildly successful podcast and I, my motivation is that like this is not an easy task." And I know that like 95% of like everything that has come forth has been 
because you have a wide audience. I literally talk to 12 people, <laughs> but those 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 people that are interested in what you have to say just as I was um it's it's become this thing where people are telling other people and they're actually like looking forward to it and I think that that it it's become it's become more than like let's just talk to each other about stuff that we care about or stuff that annoys us to now like there are pe- there are like very real human beings that are looking forward to Fridays because this is 60 minutes of their week that's like not a total soul suck and that is that is really rewarding in and of itself yeah and also huge responsibility yeah yeah oh yeah yeah because I'm like oh my god what if we're not funny this week what if we can't think of anything interesting to say what if they listen to this one and they're like ugh see I don't worry about that I I worry about what if I'm ready to quit <laughs> <laughs> and that disappoints someone. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah. It's a responsibility. It is. When and somebody it's, and it's, when somebody shares something with you or relies on you for something or expects something of you and you don't have that kind of relationship with them, it can be very it, I mean, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, and I also like, you know, I like the intimacy of only, you know, 500 people giving a shit what I have to say. Yeah. Once it starts breaking out and past, and 500 is a lot in the regular person's life. Uh, of course. Once it, starts getting, once it starts getting past that, I'd be like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> and like, the bigger the, 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 the bigger the viewing audience or the listening audience gets, mm-hmm. the scarier it becomes because the um the halo around us starts to shift like right now we have a great the rules are unspoken but motherfuckers know Mm -hmm. don't don't come in there this ain't this ain't it this ain't a thing where you get to come in here and say what you want and we don't we don't do that yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is a positive vibes only we're having a good time nobody's feelings are hurt we have a specific rapport like and and I think about you all the time you know like I'd be like because the beauty of this thing that we're doing is that we are so very different mm-hmm. um but at the same time we're coming at it from a place where technically you kind of know a lot about me and I don't know that much about you. Yeah. And so when there's a discovery of something about you, I have to temper my response. And remember like, oh, she should kind of know that about me because she knows that about me. Or maybe she doesn't know that about me. You self-involved bitch. Maybe she doesn't fucking know every fucking thing about you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like. And there have been times, private conversations with you and me where uh, a thing was lost in translation and feelings were hurt. And like, that's not a thing I like to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm a stone cold crazy bitch and I'm blunt and I'm abrasive, but like never is the intention to actually hurt people unless you're MAGA. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like. (laughs) You know what? I think that um, it's a very interesting like it um what I want to say like there was no 
it was like um, friendship fast tracked, right? Because it's not just it's not like we just met in the you know pickup line. It's not like we just met at like whatever after after school like activities. It was very much like let's start a podcast talking about like things that matter to us oh and also like we now also have to be on the same page creatively business-mindedly having goals together oh and also like whatever we discover about one another is going to be broadcast for other people to hear and oh also like Amanda has a bit of a leg up on what she knows about you even though I would say I like Having met the people that are in your, like, Melissa Hive, I definitely think I fall towards, like, the fringes of my Melissa knowledge. So you can just always assume that I probably don't, <laughs> probably don't know that. But it's, it's a very, like, um, it's a very strange way to get to know somebody because it's, the stakes are higher, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Right. And then on top of that, have to deal with me in my real life away from what I'm willing to share. Yeah. So when we have internal dialogue about how to grow this or where it can go, there's some real shit that I got. There's some real baggage that I have um, and stuff that I'm not willing to do that would make perfect sense. For any other person who was trying to grow something. But like, here I am trying to stick to this organic tiny bubble of um, hive, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, that is something that we'll, that's a, that's a road we'll have to cross. But the other thing is, sometimes when you don't know something, I'd be like, how the fuck you don't know that shit? (laughs) (laughs) You know, because I'm like, I don't know. I I, I don't know how to explain it. But it's a lot, basically. Yeah. So it'd be, you know what it is? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like having a new coworker and that's your coworker. So there's some things you can and can't do until deeper into the relationship where that person understands how you work. You know how people are like, I have a work husband and I have a work wife. I've never believed in that, but no. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. So there's some shit that you could do and say with your work spouse. Mm-hmm. And there's other stuff that you can't do and say with your work spouse. And so I'm actually very curious. Like, how do you explain this the concept of this podcast, not the making of, not 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 like this part. Yeah. But I'm talking about how do you explain to people like the shit that we're trying to talk about and articulate right now? Like, to how do you explain it? Because people that know me personally, I can talk to them and they they know me. They're like, oh, Melissa has these feelings. I get it. Whatever. You know, I have people that I can bounce shit off of because they've known me for literally twenty years. Yeah. But like you, how do you? Like, you're just going to tell somebody I have a podcast with this lady who's on the real world? Like, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I don't. Um, hold on, my computer keeps going crazy. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, when I, I have a couple of friends that I talk to about it regularly, and, and one is actually Jenna. We get together every week to let the kids play and hang out and stuff, and usually the, the topic of the podcast comes up, and she thinks it's really funny because she – she knows me so well and so when she hears you say stuff as I'm sure your friends do everybody's like oh no here it goes <laughs> or there's going to be like conflict because I know how she's going to respond in this scenario um but I think I think that for for my friends maybe because I started with your mom has a podcast maybe because of who I am as a person like I'm not really like like I'm not trying to make a lot of friends I'm not trying to make a lot of new friends. And so I think that this makes sense in a way that like this is just a, a creative outlet and this is this is just something that just kind of spawned out of a conversation that went well and was entertaining. And so it was like, why, why not see where this goes? I think I've really tried to, I feel like in the last couple of years, I've really tried to embrace this thought that like, we only get to do this once. And so I want to try to do as much stuff as I can. I want to try new things. I want to step outside of myself. I want to do things that maybe I wouldn't necessarily like normally be excited to do because you only take one pass at this life. And so like buying the Timberlands, trying different makeup things, taking different classes, doing this, this, try out and all of this stuff for AKT for me this is like just treating life as a big adventure and so when I asked you to be on my show it was just like well she's probably going to say no but on the off chance that she says yes I get to talk to somebody that I've admired their writing and following them online for a while and if this is like a selfish way for me to get to have like a one-on-one conversation with her great I think that that's kind of where my approach you know came from and also like part of it was that um that massage with that witch doctor lady who was like I think that your job is to like give women a voice and speak to women and like 
take down the patriarchy, not, not in those words, but it just kind of resonated with me. Like maybe I, maybe I do have something to say that people would connect with. That's not super filtered and edited and unrealistic. And maybe that's being a narcissist, but yeah, it's not being a narcissist at all. It's really, I feel like once you get into like your late thirties, you just tap into fuck it, do it. What's right. the problem? What's, what's the worst <laughs> yeah. that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? I mean, I could ask you, you could say no. And then I would just move on and I would continue doing my interviews. And it just so happened that we had fun talking and, and that was that. So yeah, I just think I'm at this place where I'm just like, why not? Why not try? Yeah. <laughs> so when you... No, I'm just curious. Did that answer? Did that? I I don't know if I no. answered your question. <laughs> no, it was interesting. It took a turn. It was interesting. I understand, but I mean, like, so I'm a person too that I have very few friends, and the very few friends that I have, like, you know, you. you it's like when you watch a when you watch a, a sitcom that you've been watching forever, like you get thrown into right into the action, and you already know what's going on, so you don't need backstory. You don't have to explain anything. It's like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, how do you explain the inner workings, I mean? Like, how we ma- how we decide what to talk about? No, like, like, feelings channel on Slack. How do you explain? <laughs> I, I don't think that, I don't think that that's something that people probably think about. My guess is, is if we asked people just randomly... What do you think happens? My guess would be that they think that we sit down, we record an episode, we, and we edit it, it, and we put it out. I don't think that people understand all of, and and maybe this isn't the the truth for for all podcasts, but there's a lot. I mean, I don't think that people probably realize the time and effort that goes into like making something that's worth listening to, and I don't think people realize like. There, there will be, there will be feelings hurt. There will be things said. There will be things that happen just like, you know, in any relationship, but it's a different dynamic because these things come up and it's not something that you can let fester. It's something that like, it's like a really high functioning relationship. Like I bet people don't talk this much and work through shit like this in their, (laughs) in their marriages, but like, yeah. So, yeah. So speaking this, then that's, and that's what it. That's the part where I feel like in the early stages when we were like, hey, man, let's make a fucking podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> I think there was a level of naivety there. Yes. That it was going to be, we're going to press play. We're going to put that motherfucker out. Yes. It's going to be fun. Yeah. If we don't like it, we don't like it. If we like it, we like it. And we'll see where it goes. Like, I really, and, and, and I needed, I needed that naivety to move forward because if, if I had a crystal ball and I saw the feelings channel... <laughs> I was like, why the fuck would I want to do that? We haven't had to use the feelings channel, though, in a while. No, but I sometimes use it on my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'm having feelings. Yeah. Because I, I, I think I'm a person. Listen, I'm a person where um, I would feel genuinely really, really bad for a very long time if I hurt your feelings. And the beauty of this podcast is that we are very different and I think that the listening audience that knows who I am 
they're chomping at the bit for a disagreement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's a delicate place to be where I can be authentically myself, but also, Melissa, you have a new friend slash business partner. <laughs> Don't fucking tell her her white jeans are dis- you fucking animal. Why would you say that? So like, <laughs> but I don't think. I mean, yes, I have. No, but I, you're also super tough. I have feelings that I'm. Uh, I'm a human person, but I, I think that you know, a I would, after I processed it, would come back and be like, that really hurt my feelings, or like I would be able to to say it. I think I'm pretty. I don't know. I can I can very easily laugh at myself. I can very easily like take sarcasm in a joke. So, and I and I know at this point like your sense of humor and how you are. So Chris will sometimes say like, was that just shtick or like, were you guys like really serious about that? And I'm like, no, she's like really serious. <laughs> she's really serious about that. But I, I, I feel like I'm mostly like not faced. Like I can take it. That, uh, yeah. Uh, but I did, I did feel bad there for a moment when you like sent me that stuff. Oh, you were like, um, Justin was talking about the differences and he was like, yeah, she like explains truffle butter to her 10 year old. I was sitting in bed the other night working and Quinn will sometimes just come in here and lay on her iPad and, you know, she just, you know, she just wants to be near you. So I'm working and all of a sudden I was just like certified freak seven days a week. And I just stopped and then she picks up wet ass pussy. Make that pull like oh "Oh my god am I corrupting my 10 year old like she just like no no beats missed she filled in the blanks you are explaining something to an 11 12 year old girl that you know will become a truth in her life one day Mm -hmm. but Justin also is the same guy who never wants Shalom to wax her unibrow (laughs) or mustache or legs until she's 19 yeah bro so, like, he thinks you're a little liberal with your daughter. <laughs> and I'm like, and here I am, like, I literally wax Shalom every two weeks. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's shit he don't need to know. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, it's, I've been thinking about it a lot, like, watching Pen15. And I started the second season because I felt like I needed to so that we could, like, have discussions about it. But it's so, like, I don't know if you, do you feel so uncomfortable watching it? Like, it dredges up a lot of that, like. It's the painful Oh, yes. God. And I love it. it I, I actually had tweeted after, fin- after finishing the second season. I was like, is there a support group? For super fans of this show to talk about their feelings. Because that shit is real and it takes you right back to being that awkward one, being that left. Listen, when the Asian one, Maya, didn't have the rich white people snacks. Yeah. My whole body crumpled. I I, I was so hurt. (laughs) It's too real. I was like, I can't watch. I can't do this. I can't do this. And then when they were doing the Spice Girls and they made her be 
the, that episode just took me to another level of, I, I, just because I've been the brown girl in a white girl group so many times in my life. Yeah. And have had to, um, like when the big brother at the table was like, that's fucking racist. You were laughing along <laughs> with some racist shit. Like that's happened to me before. Yeah. Where I said something that happened and Marlene would be like, and you just stood there. So like when you're that age, you don't have the words. Right. You don't have. You don't have the courage ha- to stand up for yourself. But you also might not have known that you needed to. Right. Racist shit might have just happened to you and you didn't know. Or yeah. something really fucking gross might have just happened to you and you didn't know. And there you were with those bullies. Yeah. Saying that shit to you. And so, like, when the brother came in in the FUBU outfit and was like, <laughs> yeah, that shit is racist. That wasn't fucking cool. But how he was, like, so hardcore with it and not really, like, soft and explaining. Yeah. And she just learned that lesson the hard way at that table. Yeah. I was, I've was i been exactly that girl. Mm-hmm. And that shit weaponizes you as a as a person and as a woman and how you navigate in the world. And it, it hardens you. Mm-hmm. And so I remember watching that episode. I had to pause it. I was bawling. <gasps> <laughs> oh, no. But the whole series is like that. It's just, it's like episode after episode after episode. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, first of all, I wish that there was some kind of representation like that. Not that I probably would have like appreciated it. Um, I think that like my so-called life was probably the closest thing that we got to that as kids. And I know you didn't watch it, but like just, oh my God, every fucking like, Your heart just you can't breaks even get for it these out. girls. Yeah, I can't even get it out because I'm just like, oh my God, I was this kid. I was this weird, awkward kid who was not part of the cool group. And, 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 and it, like going back to the first season and the, they put the boys that put those signs on the lockers and she was like, oh my God, it's happening. I'm getting a boyfriend. And I was like, oh my God, I can, I, I, I know how that feels. And like, and then the joke is oh. on, oh my you. God. You, where you didn't know you were delusional. I know. Uh-huh. And they're and and then <laughs> and then their friendship is so adorable. And she was like, "I'm Eugis," and she's like, "Well, if if being you or if loving somebody that's Eugis is the biggest insult, then like I should be the one that's most insulted." So then it's like the beauty of this like friendship that like they are ride or die, and they will support each other. And it's just so so nice. It's just so nice. Um, and 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 the thing about the friendship though. And, and what I think does not come across to, it's like this weird, uh, this weird unspoken layer when you talk about friendships between women is you learn in those very formative, you know, preteen, teenager years, how to be a friend yeah, and how to be there for somebody and how to love somebody. Mm-hmm. So... While it's not a romantic relationship, it's one of the most important relationships that you'll have, which is protecting and riding for your best fucking friend. And that experience informs how you navigate in relationships with boys. So, like, their little 
the the whole tension is them. So when mm-hmm. you start getting into season two and there's an interloper, mm-hmm. a third friend. Yep. I think about this all the time with my daughter, with Shalom. Yeah. Where I get very nervous about the conversations that are happening when, you know, we're starting to multiply the friend group. Yep. Because I don't want Shalom to ever feel, A, to be the interloper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But to feel left out, I mean, that's... Yeah, these two girls don't know they're nerds. Like, they right. think they are... Hot shit. And the, and the crazy thing is they are. Like, yeah. that girl, that, you're nerding. Like, you guys are going to be the fucking coolest girls ever. Right. <laughs> like, you're going to be the ones to start a fucking punk band. And one of you is going to go on to edit a magazine. Something crazy yeah. and very cool is going to happen. You, you're nerdy ass. <laughs> <laughs> Is going to make it and do it and be it. And you, all this pain you're going through now is going to make you so special. And so, like, I, you know, I have a hard time with the show. <laughs> it's just my a- friend Jamie texted me, texted me today because she listened to the podcast last, last week and was like, thank you so much for recommending Pen15. She can't take it. She's like down to the clothing. Yeah. Oh, my She's God. Like, it's too real. I like today she had on um she had on this like blue like sweater vest with jeans and I was like I'm pretty sure I had that same fucking sweater vest like who did not get the Delia's catalog and like beg their mom my mom would never buy me anything from Delia's but like that was the cool and that that's like this show right it's like so wait Amanda this is this is this is this is this is the lifeblood this is the shit I want to talk about because yes. you came into this knowing a whole gang of shit about me we're going to start with you at 10, 15 age. <laughs> oh, God. Seventh like, and eighth grade? Who are you? Who are you as a seventh grader? No, no. Who are you as a seventh grader in seventh through your seventh grade lens? And then who are you as a seventh grader as you understand it to be now? Ugh. In my seventh grade lens, I was... Ugh. I was deeply insecure and felt that by being friends with the girls who I perceived as being popular and cool, that I would therefore also be perceived as popular and cool. I knew I wasn't like, I knew I wasn't the prettiest girl. I wasn't like, um, I wasn't the girl that all of the boys wanted to go out with. Um, That's so weird you say that. What do you mean? Because I've seen your pictures as a little girl. You were a pretty girl. I just, but I did not feel that way. Like I I felt like all of my friends were like way prettier than I was. Like I was the, I was the interloper. Like I didn't belong in the group, but for some reason they let me in and I was just happy to be there. That's like. So, so as the seventh grader, you knew you didn't belong. Yeah. I mean, I did, I was, um, I was in cheerleading and, um, I played, I still played softball at that point, but that was like, that was not associated with school. So like, I just, I desperately wanted to be part of that group of girls. I mean, there was like, everybody has, there was that click. And so by being a cheerleader that gained me access into that group. However, I was not included 
in their like outside hangouts. So I would get to join like every once in a while, like if there was a big group thing, like a party that somebody had, but like I wasn't part of their like everyday after school um, life. So I definitely felt like very separate um, in that way, but I was just desperate to like be included. So I really didn't, I didn't care because if they, if they let me sit with them at lunch and they talked to me in the hallway and I got to be part of that, like group for a moment, then I was like, I was good. But wait, you had, you have a sister. So why didn't you have a sister like gang? My Were sister, that different? yeah, I mean, she's four years younger than I was, so she wasn't, oh. I mean, the the gap was too, too big. I mean, she was still in what, elementary school at that point? So she wasn't cool. She was like totally killing my vibe. <laughs> but we were also, I mean, we still are very different, but also like super so, young. <clears throat> when did you figure out that cheerleading was the wrong costume freshman year freshman year was like I had a huge shift and that was like my hardest year um my parents will tell you like that was the year that I really started to like take steps outside of like who I had been up until that point and had found the friends that kind of aligned with like the things that I was interested in um they were they were the they were the smart kids. They were the kids that were in the AP classes that I was in. They were they were the weird kids. They were, you know, it was what, like 19, 1996. So it was like the girl that everybody like uh thought was a lesbian. And <laughs> she was like, you know, the token girl in school that had the girlfriend and they listened to Tori Amos and they were on photography and it was like the, like these were the, the these were the kids that like did stuff that I was like oh yeah that that's like who I feel like I am and that's where I felt like I fit in and so I was a cheerleader for the fall quarter and then I got interested in drama and I got interested in yearbook and like those things like really excited me and so I had started to step out of um out of the activities that I had been present in and there was a huge rift and my former friends who were cheerleaders and in that popular circle like segregated for me like they weren't my friends anymore they were mad at me they said really shitty terrible things (laughs) to me um and it hurt and it sucked in the moment but I just felt more comfortable around I don't want to say the weird kids but yeah the nerds they were my people so then yeah I really believe that um the your truest self, despite personal growth and age and all that, your truest self, you meet that person in seventh, eighth, ninth grade. You, 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 that person and how you feel and how you navigate that world. Yeah. That's who you really are. So like, you know, you could become the most beautiful girl in the world in your twenties and thirties. But you'll always be the awkward 14-year-old. Like, that's what I really believe. Yeah. So I think that's why Pen15 fucks me up. Yeah. Because you are probably, today, you are always going to be operating from ninth grade lens. Where you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. you know, fuck being cool, fuck 
it, it's 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 why we hate live love laugh it's, it's, <laughs> it's you know what i mean it's this thing inside you that makes you go i, I can't like that because everybody likes that shit and that's not cool and that's not who i am so you guys that's it 20 whole fucking episodes in your ears this is huge and on behalf of melissa and myself we owe you a huge huge thank you um thank you for listening thank you for sharing thank you for liking thank you for supporting this idea that literally just kind of came out of a conversation between two ladies who had fun talking to one another never in our wildest dreams would we even think that we'd have more than 10 people listening (laughs) so thank you so while we are on break uh, for the next week you guys can find us here on monday for a live there will be no episode next friday but in the meantime go ahead revisit past episodes there's five months of shit to listen to you can join us on Patreon as our patron, and you can gain access to so many different things. If you miss the Monday Night Lives, well, you can sign up and get all of those Monday Night Lives. A new one drops every week. You can get access to never-before-heard episodes. Those also drop new every single week. Last week, we dropped a huge, amazing, if I do say so myself, newsletter to our actual friend subscribers wherein we collected every single thing that we have talked about over the last month things that we like things that we use things that we wanted to share those of you who shared with us your side hustles uh those are in there and linked so hopefully our stranger friends are shopping small and with that you guys find us on twitter find us on instagram You can visit our website at www.imperfectstrangers.com on Patreon. Don't forget, we've got merch. So wear your Imperfect Strangers merch around town and let everybody feel like they have no idea what is going on on the interwebs because it feels really cool to like listen to the band before everybody else does. So get your minty butthole shirts, get your WAP shirts, wear them in good health and uh, with that you guys we will see you back here soon with a brand new episode a brand new season two of imperfect strangers be well wash your hands wear your fucking mask bye as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.